Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Picken. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is the fourth part of our 12-part series, Evaluating the Dolphins roster, taking a peek at what happened last year in 2017, as well as what we can expect, at least at this point, here in 2018. Paul, the big question on everybody's mind right now is Jarvis Landry. Uh, 100-plus catches again last year, not, not for all of, a big yards per carry average, but or yards per catch average, I should say, but really seems to be the heartbeat of the team, sometimes fiery, sometimes loses his mind out there. But the big question right now, Jarvis Landry, with the team, it seems like even though he's a slot receiver, he does want to get paid as an elite guy in that 14 to $15 million range. I'm not quite sure if the Dolphins are willing to give that to him right now. No, and I'm not sure I would be willing to either. I mean, I'm going to get up on a little bit of a soapbox here with Landry. There's a couple of thoughts here. For one, I'm not questioning the guy's passion for the game. He's definitely a fiery player. He's definitely an emotional player out of the field. And really, you can't be a Dolphins fan and not love Jarvis Landry. I'm going to say that right up front. But I want to get a little bit into the negative side of it as well. For one, it's an offense that's been force-feeding him the short throws throws that the ineptitude that Miami's had at tight end enable him to increase his number of catches at a time. The fact that he doesn't really break many of the catches after after the catch. I mean, you could see that in his 8.8 yards per catch average. I mean, 112 catches and he can't break 1,000 yards. 112 catches and he can't break 1,000 right. yards. He's basically playing the role of a small receiving tight end right now. And if Miami does get a decent tight end this offseason, we're not even saying an all-pro. We're not saying anybody spectacular, but a decent tight end, you're suddenly looking at a guy that may be an 80-catch receiver, which there is a place for that. And, and I definitely can see Jarvis in the 12, $12.5 million range we talked about last offseason. I'm not willing to mortgage the farm for, for Jarvis Landry. He is not that big of a difference maker. The other aspect I want to talk about as well, and it's something that we've touched on a few times, you look at the wide receiver group. You look at players that all right, take the emotional outbursts on the field out of the equation, the guys that do the right thing game in and game out. They may not have as many catches per game. The guy that's out there in the wide receivers group being a leader, not just with the offense, with the defense, with the young receivers, with Everybody out there working with all the players on the sidelines, back and forth, really getting involved in the game and not just having emotional outbursts that you see on TV, that's not Jarvis Landry. That's Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is the one that actually exudes leadership skills over on the sidelines. Emotional outbursts don't mean leadership. There's so much more to it. 
And, and Kenny Stills is the guy you see that from, and that's the $8 million a year receiver who, oh, yeah, happens to be the difference maker that breaks some games open and really had a chance to this offseason if Jay Cutler or Matt Moore would have just thrown the damn ball to him downfield when he was wide open. So there's a lot here to be said for the ways that Miami could replace Jarvis Landry if he's gone, and I don't think he is that $14, $15, 16000000 million a year receiver. Yeah, at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen million a year, I, I could take or leave Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's a couple things there. I, you know, I've always said, and that when it comes to Landry, the good definitely outweighs the bad. I mean, he he gets open, regardless of how he catches a hundred plus passes. That's a hard thing to do over that length of time. But a few things that, at, first of all, at what point with Landry, thirteen penalties over the last two years, which is an astronomical amount. For a receiver, you look at the last two games. Uh, they're in Kansas City at the end of the game. It's third and twenty-four, and he's yelling at Adam Gase coming off the field. Week seventeen, Jarvis Landry fumbles the ball. Should have been returned for a touchdown. I, I really think it, it was a pretty bad call. Then he comes back and scores a touchdown. Walks right over to the Bills uh, receiver and basically tries to punch him in the head. And that's not the first time that we saw it. I mean, at what point does being fiery turn into, well, that's just a stupid play? And these are things you're going to nitpick when you start talking about 14 to $16 million a year. But the big thing with Jarvis Landry is two questions I ask. No, actually, let's nail it down to one question I ask myself. 14 to $16 million. Would you rather at that point have Jarvis Landry at that that money, or would you rather have Juwan James at nine million a year, Jakeem Grant making pennies, and then have an additional four or five million dollars? I have to choose option B there. Let's take that a little bit further. Even if you're talking the fourteen to sixteen million dollar a year range, get a decent slot receiver. We'll just go decent here. You've got your tight end that you maybe you pick up in the draft. You've got Juwan James. And maybe you bring back William Hayes, and you're still under that $15 million a year mark. I mean, which one makes your team better out of the two? I'm sorry. It's Juwan James, William Hayes, a drafted tight end, and Jakeem Grant. Every time for me. And Jakeem Grant's the big one in this conversation because I really, the last five games, I mean, we were yelling for him to get on the field for a year and a half. But finally on offense, you starting with the Patriots game, he goes one-on-one up against Malcolm Butler, a Pro Bowl cornerback, and goes over the top of him at 5-5, snags a touchdown that makes the difference in the game. And had he held on to another deep pass where he beat Butler, you would have been talking about another 100-yard game on Monday Night Football where he would have, they would have clinched the game right then and there. They ended up winning the game. And then in Kansas City, he puts up a 100-yard game as well, one of which – was a wide receiver screen, very similar to the catch that Jarvis Landry makes. Jakeem Grant breaks a tackle and takes it to the house. Now, here's my point with Grant is I, I've always felt with him as a receiver, given his build and his power at five foot five, he tends to be a player that other teams don't see very often, not because he's a Julio Jones, an elite player, but it, you typically don't game plan against a Jakeem Grant that has that size and that slipperiness. I kind of compare it to when the Saints had Darren Sproles. It was, it's just hard to prepare for a guy that you don't see every week. Well, and the thing I like with Jakeem Grant as well while we're on him 
is he might be five foot five, but you see him out jumping some of these six foot four defensive backs, even if the ball is thrown behind him and he's got to come back for it. I mean, you see him getting up to places he has no business being at his height and high pointing the ball over a six foot four defensive back. So, I mean, for me, I don't have any issue with Graham on the outside. I like him better than I like Devontae Parker out there, who I'm sorry, I'm absolutely tired of waiting for whichever year it is that this is going to be the year of Devontae Parker. However many times we've heard that at this point, I'm kind of over it. You know, it's put up or shut up time. I think it's past put up time. I think it's shut up time when it comes to Devontae Parker. Yeah, we'll get to Parker in a second. Uh, to go back on Kenny Stills, yeah, I, I, I'm very happy the Dolphins got Kenny Stills back last offseason. Four years, $32 million. Definitely has to clean up the mistakes, too. I mean, talking about a guy that had seven penalties in 2017, also had four fumbles, two of them lost. I mean, that is a very high amount of negative plays. But, again, over the last two years, Kenny Stills has 15 touchdowns at 850 yards this year with a bad quarterback spot. I also think, too, and, and you touched on it as well, that with Kenny Stills, it seems like the better the offensive line blocks, the more he's able to run his routes for a longer period of time, get open more. I think if the Dolphins can fix this offensive line, Ryan Tannehill can come back and get back on the same page with him. I think you might be talking about Kenny Stills as a 1,000-yard-plus receiver. But yeah, Devontae Parker had a nightmare of a season. And it seems like now here the Dolphins are, are – are, Devontae Parker is a solid four years removed from his second to last year at Louisville when he started to look like a top-five pick. His final year at Louisville, he basically missed half the season with an injury. Every year since then, it's either been injured or underachieving. And he just seemed to get worse and worse and worse as this season progressed. Two games I look at in particular – Number one, that Bucks game where Jay Cutler threw three interceptions in the first half. Two of them very specifically were on Devontae Parker. One time he falls in the end zone. Another time the ball goes off his hands and is picked. And then the following week, the Dolphins start coming back, and they're about to pull the game within three points to New England, throw a lob pass to Devontae Parker in the end zone, and, and instead of going up one-on-one with Stephon Gilmore in the end zone, at least breaking the pass up, he basically does whatever, falls by the wayside, doesn't go up and compete at all. So, yeah, Parker had a nightmare of a season. The good thing is he is still on a rookie contract. So, it's you know, he's still got to be around. Hopefully he stays in, he stays injury-free this year. But, again, we've been saying that now for three years. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, Devontae Parker is an aberration on the stat sheet. He is responsible, and, and you've touched on it a little bit, but over the past few years, he is responsible for so many turnovers that are attributed to other players. It's astounding. I mean, you remember last season, the one before this one, when Ryan Tannehill was out there, and we were talking about the fact that, yeah, Tannehill threw three interceptions in the game, similar to what you said with Cutler. Two of them were... Devontae Parker half-assing at a ball and slapping it up in the air, and another was a no-effort play by Devontae Parker. I mean, it's game in and game out. The Dolphins are turning the ball over at a ridiculous rate when they're throwing to Devontae Parker. And a guy with his wingspan, his physical tools, and everything else that he possesses, that shouldn't be the case with, with catchable balls. 
and I, that's why I, I really hope that Isaiah Ford is able to come back this year and maybe compete. Maybe this is the year we see Leontae Carew step up, or maybe Miami's able to get an inexpensive free agent that can just come in and contribute to go alongside of Jakeem Grant and Kenny Stills and, and maybe Jarvis Landry, maybe not. We'll see, depending on what he's, he's, his asking price does end up being and if they're able to meet in the middle. Yeah, Ford will be interesting because he was a talented player at Virginia Tech, set a lot of records there, uh, looked like a steal in the seventh round, and we knew he had some injury problems coming out of VT. I, I think he'll be able to come in and compete. Uh, very disappointed with Leontay Carew to this point. You know, a, a player I originally liked. I didn't like the trade for him. But now, other than the Ravens game where he caught, what, seven passes in junk time, you're talking about like five or six other NFL career passes for him. So he's definitely got to step up. Maybe if Landry's not here, he's going to get more opportunities there. But it really does kind of come down to Jarvis Landry in there. The Dolphins will also have some opportunities at, at, at wide receiver, uh, too, in free agency in the draft. That will do it for our breakdown here of the Dolphins wide receiver position heading into 2018. Stay tuned for our future episodes. We're going to break down a few other positions as well. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. So, Ladi, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.